Welcome, everybody, to a new year, new edition of the Privateer Island podcast. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate you guys downloading this show. I get a lot of feedback from this because people simply want to hear the uh, privateers, the real heroes of the sport and what they got going on and everything else. So really, really appreciate you guys on this show and the downloads and everything else. And I want to thank the folks at FXR and Racetech for titling this thing. FXR Racing, of course, you know that their name, you know Phil Nicoletti wearing FXR Racing. You know the Michael Lindsay team is FXR Racing, uh, among others, and uh, they certainly a privateer's choice out there. FXR Motocross and off-road gear has become an industry standard among both amateur and pro ranks with their ever-evolving gear lines that provide quality, durability, and at the same time, extreme comfort. It's no doubt that FXR is the number one choice for guys like Mike Brown, Chris Kiefer, and Phil. To name a few, head over to FXRRacing.com, type in the code PULPAMX30, and save on MX and lifestyle stuff over at FXRRacing.com. And Racetech as well. Get your motor redone. Get suspension done at Racetech Suspension as well. Uh, Pulp21 is the code to save with those guys. Of course, they uh, they can make your bike work better, handle better, ride better um, numerous ways. So thanks to Racetech and FXR for being a big part of this privateer show. Thank you as well. Firepower, Namira, Maxis, and Roost MX all on board with us for the year. And those companies are great as well. Uh, Maxxis Tires, of course. Privateer heroes like Rod Bell and A-Ray using Maxxis Tires. Roost MX doing the graphics for Troll Train's Privateer team. Namira Pistons supporting Alex Ray. And, of course, the Firepower guys with Chiz and, uh, and Alex Ray and numerous privateers out there. So thanks to those companies for making it happen. Support them if you want. Use the codes. It'd be great. With me on the line to discuss 2021. And the Supercross coming up this weekend in Houston. And more is a Houston native privateer hero. This is the second or third one of these we've done. It's Van Martin. What's up, Van? How are you, man? What's up, Steve? I'm doing good. How's everything with you? Good. Sorry for that long intro. But, you know, we had to kick it off right. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it, man. Um, Hope all is well with you. So, for people who don't know, you badly injured yourself at Supercross uh, early in the year. And um, it had been a long road for you to come back. I saw you at a national. I thought I saw you at more nationals, but before the call, you clarified it was only one. Um, I guess let, before we talk about 21, and I want to talk about your All-South team and everything else that's going on, before we talk about that, take us through the crash, where it was, what you did, and, and how, the, how the pain and recovery was. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a bad deal. It was at St. Louis last year. I raced Anaheim 1, went okay. Um, I qualified for the night show in the 450 class, so that was – it was just gnarly to do in general right there. Just like, yeah. it's probably going to yeah. be this year. So, um, yeah, just racing in home one, everything went pretty good. And St. Louis, um, it was the first qualifying session. Um, after the set of whoops, I was at St. Louis, you go left and there was a triple onto a table that Kenny was going, Kenny was quadding over and then going triple, triple yeah. that whole night. Yep. And it was, it was sick, but I was tripling on that table, no problem, the first practice and just second practice. I came out of that berm, and the corner was way more rutted. I went to seat bounce onto it, and my throttle hand slid off the bar, so it just sent me straight into endo. You know, when you, yeah. I don't know if you've taken, tried to pull a tear off with your throttle hand, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's like the weirdest feeling. Like when you don't have a hand on the throttle, like it feels like your front end just dips. You know, and that's exactly what happened when my throttle, when my hand blew off. It just sent me in an endo because I had to seat bounce into it so hard too. So I had to step over the bars, landed on top of the table, cartwheeled off the top of the table into the landing of the single, and there, it was a gnarly crash. It was on my Instagram if anyone wants to go back and look at it. But um, what pretty much 
ended up happening was I um, tore my ACL, MCL, and my patella tendon. So it was, I mean, I'm thankful looking at the crash, like watching the video that yeah. it wasn't it wasn't worse because it was such a gnarly crash. But um, did did uh, did something happen to your knee in the crash to do everything, every ligament in it? Like, was there a particular way it bent or something? Did it get caught on something? Do you remember? No, like watching, like slow mowing the uh, the crash. Yeah. See, when I landed on top of the table, I went from my from my feet to my knees on top of the table, like yep. pretty much, you know how like a skateboarder like yeah. hits a quarter pipe yeah. and lands on his knees. Right. And slides, I, right. With the knee pads yeah, on. Yeah. Slides, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I pretty much did that. But, and that's also, uh, like rupturing your patella tendon is also a common injury in like skateboarding too. When they land on their knees and they go too far in their quarter pipes. Um, it's really common in that. And that's basically what I did. I went to my knees just so hard that it just pulled it really, really hard. And, um, like the patella tendon was by far the worst part of the injury. Like ACL seemed like nothing compared to the, the patella tendon. It was it was yeah. gnarly, dude. Yeah, well, you've probably done some knee stuff before, right? Like not patella, but you've done ACL or MCL. I mean, I feel like everyone every one of us has. No, I actually haven't. Okay, um, <laughs> I had a I had a when I was at Minio's one year. Um, I think I was like thirteen years old. I just like slightly tore my MCL like okay. the day before the race at this practice track, and I had to race the whole week. It was like a huge swollen knee, and yep. um, but it wasn't like that big of a deal. But that was my only. I got a bunch of wrists and arm and yep. um, collarbone surgeries, but like my knees have always been good until then. So okay, so that was just like um, reconstruction of everything, or what do they do for that? Mm-hmm. So they had to. That next Tuesday, I had surgery on my patella tendon, and that was – he wanted to do it all at once, my patella, ACL, MCL. And, um, but it whenever he got into there, it was like so gnarly and just like it pulled out of my kneecap. So he had to oh. stitch it all back together and it ended up being a three-hour surgery just for that and way worse than they thought. So, yeah. um, so that surgery was done. And then he was like, all right, it's going to be about three months until we can do your ACL surgery because I want to get you back moving fully and uh, get strength back in the patella before we do ACL surgery. Yep. So I'm like, right then I'm thinking, you know, three months to heal from this and then another surgery because that's just typical, you know, like six months is what it seems like. And dude, I was, so I was, I was bummed. But a month later, I just like started hammering it because he told me um, – the this new stitching that he used to stitch it in it was like i think it was like nylon or something crazy it was like an experimental thing he had to have me like like sign off on like this new new wave of stuff that's coming that he had his hands on so he was like dude it's 200 times stronger than your actual tendon so you're (laughs) like never going to rip it again so he's like it's pretty much up to you how much pain you can take it yeah and how how quick you get it moving so right. i was like all right well i'm just gonna hammer this thing and just i was dude every day for like eight hours a day i was on my couch just using this bending machine that he got me to get it back to 120 degrees and dude in a month i was doing one-legged squats and oh I, wow I showed him, okay yeah, yeah yeah i showed him a video and he's like dude you're freaking incredible and i'm like all right so when are we gonna do the surgery he's like, all yeah. right, we'll schedule it <laughs> and that's when COVID hit and all of that. So 
my surgery ended up getting pushed back another two months to my original yeah. date. You so know? <laughs> like surgery, it, surgery's end of January. You're 30 days out from that. That's end of February. Now March comes, pandemic hits, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the surgery got pushed back like two months and for my ACL. So it got to the point to where outdoors was just about to start kicking off. And I'm like, all right, well, people race without it. Yeah. ACL all the time. Like, I'm just going to let's start getting ready for outdoors and I'll be able to make like half the series or something. And um, like as I'm like literally the day before I was about to ride, he called me and he was like, Hey, we can get, schedule your surgery in like two days. What do you think? And I'm like, all right, well maybe, maybe this was a sign that I shouldn't ride. You know, like he just, <laughs> he just happened to call me like the day before I was getting my bike ready, yeah. like yeah. everything. And he called me, he's like, Hey, we can do your surgery in two days. Like let's do it. And okay. I was like, all right, uh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't do this. Like it was, I don't know. I just felt like it was a sign. Like, dude, I was literally about to start riding, and, right. and it happened. So I was like, all right, let's get it done. So, um, yeah, ACL surgery was. I got I got recovered from that. Um, it was like four months, so it was it was like seven months off the bike total. But um, yeah, it was. It, it, it was gnarly. So <laughs> when you do that, uh, you're a privateer guy. Obviously, what are you doing for work? What are you trying to do? How are you making money? um just training kids yeah it's uh i do really well with that in houston i have a big like a big group of like serious um amateur national like like really good yeah. kids you know and uh it helps kind of grow my name and um i do some beginner stuff as well but um not so much really it's just more like serious group right. of kids that really push hard to go to these amateur nationals in houston and it's just and it's just been growing. It's like it's really getting tough to uh, right now at this point to train for myself and and try to train kids as well. So it's I don't know. It's just it's it's tough to do. But it also for me, it's like I'm getting older, you know, and um, it's I got to look out for my my future, you know. Like yeah, it, it, I yeah. could I could see that being something in the future that. Mm-hmm. Um, that I could be doing, especially with what I have going on right now. It's just growing bigger, and I, I got an amazing place to um, train kids at, and it's man, it's it's just growing. It's getting good. bigger and bigger and bigger. So, well, good. So. so you come back, you make it back, you go to WW Ranch, kind of at the last minute. It's the one closest to you by that point. Mm-hmm. How's that go? How'd that go for you? Uh, it went it went pretty decent. I was uh, I was kind of bummed with qualifying. I honestly felt like. I only had a couple of weeks on the bike and, uh, well, probably like only six days of riding, but I was really just hammering sprints because I knew qualifying in is always the hardest part for me. Like I'm, I work hard in, um, as far as training and fitness and stuff. And I'll, I know a lot about that. So mm-hmm. that's the, the motos are always easy for me to just push through the whole thing. I have endurance. So, um, qualifying speed is, I'm just not very good at hanging it out for right. a lot. Right. So I've always heard like it's so gnarly for you guys to do that. Like it's just it's just so gnarly to like green flag and just go, you know? Yeah. Dude, and then I screwed myself too. So this is what really pissed me off because it was kind of missing that morning. Oh, you didn't go. I didn't go, but, no, yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of missing that morning and I I was in B practice. Sully wouldn't give me A practice. It's kind of bummed on that, especially <laughs> there because it gets it's so sandy and it gets yeah. so much gnarlier. Yeah. Um, Come on, Thule. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I've qualified for, like, every national I've ever tried for. Like, 
come on, dude. He's right. like, well, you haven't been around for like six months. I'm like, all right, yeah, I get it. So I started first, and um, it was misting like pretty bad, dude. And I, I screwed up, and I, I told my wife I only needed seven tear offs, and I should have put fourteen on. <laughs> and dude, I tried to conserve my tear offs as much as I could, but like those first two laps, you know, when you start first and like re practice, I still have like some dudes on me, you know, like trying to, and I'm trying to just like feel out the track, but I, I don't want anyone to be in front of me. Either. Yeah. Right. So I'm like kind of pinning it, you know, and so I'm having to use tear offs. I'm trying to conserve them, but I'm still having to use them. And then I come around, I thought I got the green flag cause I was going to pull a tear off in the air, the, the jump. Cause I did two laps and I thought I saw the green flag. So I, threw down a gnarly heater and then i came around and the green flag was waving i was like dude i just like the first lap you know how sand tracks are like i yeah. was like thinking to myself like dude my first lap because it's going to be the best because it's just going to get gnarlier so i'm just going to send it and then i ran out of tear-offs when i actually had the green flag and yeah my whole practice was screwed but um so i didn't I had to go to the LCQ. I made it into the LCQ, but yep. that was that was the biggest bummer for me. Is I was hammering sprints going into it, and I was mm-hmm. feeling really really good back home, like in like a sprint pace, like I haven't felt in a long time, and and I didn't qualify in like straight in, yeah. but um, it went it went really good. Besides that, I went twenty five twenty four for twenty fourth overall. I just kind of like we were talking about it was hot, it was rough, and I'm really used to those uh, conditions, so I just. I got crappy starts and just, kind just, of rode uh, through it. just, yeah, just hammered through. People were pulling off. People were getting tired. And I just, <laughs> uh, at the end of the motor, I'm just flying by dudes that are actually kind of decent. I'm like, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been on the, like, I've been on the couch kind of like, <laughs> to me, it's like, dude, what are you guys doing? Like you're, <laughs> you're racing every, you're racing every single weekend. I can, I'm, I'm kind of working, but kind of not. Right. But still I can, I think it's just, growing up in houston it's always so hot and yeah, yeah i have sand tracks i have sand tracks everywhere around here so it's like i'm kind of just used to those conditions so i can just hammer through a 30 yep. plus two um yeah it's uh it's i know i regretted in pulp mix fantasy i believe you did pretty well and i was i know i know i looked at you and i was like ah shit like hmm. you're one of those guys that does pretty well most of the time when when in pulp mix fantasy um yeah so the knee felt good though like it was fine. Like, do you have like so now we're yeah. fast forward to, to January. Houston's this weekend. You you good? Like knee mm-hmm. knees good? Yeah, dude, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. Um, going into that point, it was like a, a week on the bike, and it would swell up super bad. But every week, it's like and even now, if I have a week, blow up a little. But I remember back before WW Ranch, I was like, dude, I couldn't even walk. Like yeah. it was after a hard week of training, it was like bad by the end of the week so swollen i have to be elevated and icing it constantly and now but now i'm good it's just very minimal swelling after a hard week of training so it's yeah it's ready to go so 21 supercross kicking off uh this weekend how you feeling how's it going what what's 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 the mood going into soupy i'm feeling good um i honestly don't have a lot of supercross time um like maybe two weeks but uh it's uh it's it's tough in Houston. It's always raining this time of year. Like every year going into A one, I'm very unprepared just because okay. I'm trying to yeah, I'm trying to ride supercross and it rains once a week and then I don't it the track's gonna be muddy for two days. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, it's just 
it's a little bit more outdoor riding than supercross right now but uh yeah i'm I'm feeling good on the bike i'm confident i'm just um i'll be all right I, yeah it's, it's always in the same position going in a1 like or the first round every single year just yep. a little unprepared and kind of ride my way into shape that's why i always get a little bit better always as the season goes on so also you think about um, you think about yeah. you, you you practice in houston texas area texas dirt everything else you head west, right? Obviously, St. Louis last year was a bit of a weird one, but generally speaking, you head yeah. west. Uh, you got the West Coast dirt. You got to get all used to that and everything else. But we're going into Houston. This is your dirt, technically. You know, you, like you should feel more comfy yeah. right off the bat because it's kind of stuff that you know. You know, so, for sure. So that yeah, definitely. Good. And yeah. being in Houston, dude, is always. I've always done. Or I mean, I want to say I've done well in Houston, but. Um, I, like last year we had it in 19 i raced a 250 class and i led the whole lcq and crashed in the last lap so i mean i've i i feel like it gives me a boost of confidence in houston like um i know i gotta perform for the hometown crowd and i have so many people that are there just cheering me on so it right. it, it gets me feeling good you know yeah yeah for sure so have you um so the plan is obviously that we have these three houston's in there you're gonna have a track. You have you have some teams reaching out to you a little bit that to want to come ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I got a schedule all dialed in for the teams to ride on Thursday, um, in between the Tuesday and Saturday race. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we this weekend we re- rebuilt my track. Um, I was posting some Instagram stories, and dude, it's gonna be pretty legit. It uh, it rained today, unfortunately, so we didn't really finish it but we're gonna let it dry out and then finish it probably middle of this week and yep um but yeah it's it's super sick i the teams kind of probably would have laughed at what i had before Mm -hmm. and like i thought it was decent you know it was it was good enough for me to me and Kern to ride and put motos in it had a set of whoops um a triple finish line uh like two rhythm lanes like it was everything you need but it was just kind of beat down from years yeah. of me riding it and not really rebuilding it. So I had it totally redone um, on Saturday and Sunday and – or no, Friday and Saturday. Yep. And it's it's pretty dang legit now. So um, the only thing that kind of bumps me out is the dirt is a little soft, but um, we brought in a bunch of clay, so it should be – it looks like it's going to be a lot better. But right. it's not any worse than that, uh, that track that they practiced. Uh, it's like the dirt and stuff so right they'll be good i think they'll be happy nice yeah that'll be good um and uh, obviously it'll help you guys out a little bit to have them around and 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 maybe Mm -hmm. it can benefit you a little bit do you do you like you talked about this rain um when he's is it a chance that these factory guys don't get to ride during this break between the tuesday and saturday because of rain in in texas like is that i have no idea like texas weather like is there a chance that everyone just doesn't get to ride for sure like 100 yeah yeah. dude it is raining like once a week and it's not just a little it's like a steady rain for a whole day and uh there is definitely that's the only thing that worries me like i spent quite a bit of money to um (laughs) redo the track and stuff and luckily i had some some uh buddies help me with some equipment uh trick motorsports helped me with the uh dozer and skiddy so um that was super awesome but um so i'd have to spend too much but it it would help yeah i mean if it, if it got canceled you know i mean it'd still be all right because it's just gonna help me yeah. throughout the season but um 
it would help to get some of that back, you know, to pay yeah. for everything we just we just built. So yeah, um, no, but there's a chance. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully not. Uh, Privateer yeah. Island FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island 143 with Van Martin. I want to thank the folks at Namira since 2001. Namira has been supplying factory level pistons and gaskets. For every make and model, from two wheels to four, from weekend warriors to top athletes in the mirrors, Advanced Piston Tech has increased change of performance and reliability without increasing your budget. Follow them on Instagram or visit them online at namira.com. I want to thank the folks at Roost MX as well. Pulp Nation's the code to save with 20%. They have a whole pulp section on their website, and uh, you can buy T-shirts and things like that. they got hats, stickers, backpacks, sticker kits, trailer kits, tailored graphics, and more. Custom pit shirts, of course. Uh, Rock River uh, Yamaha Troll Train will be using Cycle Trader or... Roost MX Graphics on the Cycle Trader Yamaha as well. So thanks to those guys for coming on board. Maxis and Firepower as well on the uh, FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island podcast. So are you on Cowies again? No, I'm actually on Huskies this year. Okay. How'd that? What, that, um, what happened with that switch? We got Team All Cells got a little bit of help through Husky. Um, so me and Kern had to make the switch over to Huskies through uh, – through Husky helping us a little bit mm-hmm. and a- AEO Power Sports in California really um, helping us out. It just uh, it made sense. We were trying to reach out to a couple different manufacturers, but um, it was the best bet. So right. I'm excited. And how do you like them? What's the, what's what's something that shi- uh, stands out for you? Um, well, I raced the KTM last year. Okay. So, dude, it's literally nothing different. Nothing <laughs> like, different. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah, um, I Curran's like he feels a bunch of stuff different than his, the KTM, his KTM and I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I'm just like, dude, it feels exactly <laughs> they, the same. You know like what? That. Some people said the linkage ratio is a little different, but you could be changing that yeah. to soupy. The subframe's a little different. I've heard all that from Kiefer, you know. Yeah, but not yeah, for you. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I just I'm kind of used to just kind of jumping on something and running it, and right. um, just being I don't know, just the cards I've dealt just just running it yeah yeah, yeah so for it, sure uh, i've gotten used to that and i feel like the best way like sometimes my friends will let me ride their their bikes like a different brand and and they're always like dude you just jump on it and you just send it right away and i'm like dude if you if you take a lap to like like you already know the track so yeah if you take a lap to like think oh this is kind of weird or this is different or mm-hmm. the brake lever's higher or the shifter's higher or the bars are different if you like cruise a lap and think about that you get in your head yeah if you if you jump on the track and just pin it right away you kind of get i don't know you get past yeah, all that no, listen, that's like dude that's yeah. me on a local track the more i ride over a jump the more i'm scared of jumping it like if i just went out and pinned yeah. it and jumped it i'd be fine you know but yeah yeah no i agree i probably probably need your riding lessons van um, yeah yeah um so you're doing all the series that's the plan Yep. 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 All seventeen. Now, uh, when it comes to excited. when it comes to Dallas, you'll be going back and forth, I imagine. And and but when it comes to Indy or Atlanta, uh, Daytona, yeah. Orlando, will you stay out there? I, I would guess you would. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, um, how is that going to be for? Too many. Yeah. How's that going to be for finances? Do you think as a privateer, like obviously you're not going every week, so you're saving that gas money and stuff, but you're also staying in a hotel or or wherever and. Uh, eating on the road all the time like have you done much math on that yeah um yeah we stay usually we stay at airbnbs like even yep. even on a weekend um like a weekend trip to a supercross abby mccullough the owner of team all south she uh 
she'll book the whole team in Airbnb and okay. we all just we all just crash together. It's kind of more of a like a family vibe, you know. It's a just yep. not like everyone getting their individual rooms. So we'll be going that route too. And it won't, I mean, it'll be expensive, but all three of us would be staying in the Airbnb, so it'll yeah. make up right. for it a little bit in that way. So it'll be fine. For like Indianapolis, would you be stressed because you won't be able to ride at all? Like, what's your, what, how how will you deal with that? Uh, I wouldn't. I won't care, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it, yeah. I'm just like what we were talking about a minute ago. Um, I'm so used to in, at this time of year not getting to ride Supercross during the week, anyways. Yeah, just, yeah maybe jumping on outdoors like two days a week because the supergrass track's too muddy so right. um i'm used to going throughout the season like the first four or five races and like riding moto during the week and then or not riding at all because it's raining and mm-hmm. then um and then racing supercross on the weekend so i'm kind of used to it anyway so i won't be stressing it one bit right right well hopefully in houston we're gonna get to do some mountain biking i hope you said you're gonna take me out so you know yeah Definitely. I don't know where yes. we can. Where, I got an e-bike, so hopefully you're all right with that. Uh, you're not an e-bike hater, are you, Martin? No, no, no. no. Okay, good. Uh, my dad had, dad had one bit, and uh, yeah, Coop actually texted me this morning. Is like, dude, I put an e-bike on the on the rig. We need to go on a ride. I'm like, all right, yeah, we need to get everyone yeah together on a ride. Yeah, I know that'd be fun. And not much climbing though in in Houston ter- trails. No, <laughs> no, yeah, I tweeted you. There's not much at all. Yeah, I got one. Uh, there's one trail by my house. It's called Bridgeland that has like they use like this landfill to uh, go up and down like a whole bunch. And yeah. It's actually it's like quite a bit of climbing for this area. But usually, like all the other trails in Houston, they they're beside like a bayou or yeah. or, or creek, and uh, that's kind of dried up most of the time of the year. And you go like in and out of it like a bunch of times and it feels like you're climbing, but it won't show it on Strava or like yeah, anything yeah. because it's literally just flat and you're just like, right. it, the satellites can't even detect it. But, um, they, they make up for it a little bit, but right. it's mainly just like kind of just flowy, fun trails and not a bunch right. of climbing, but it's, it's fun. They're yeah, no, good. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully we can, hopefully we can line it up. Uh, I'd appreciate it. Firepower. They got oil now as well as batteries and chains. Of course, chains made in Japan, Featherlight lithium batteries and oil to stand the test of any power sports vehicle. The oil motor oil is built from the ground up by leading OEM manufacturing is the highest quality firepowerparts.com. These guys have done a lot of good things in short time period, whether it's the batteries, whether it's the oil, whether it's the chains, I've helped out a bunch of riders with this stuff and they've all got Great reviews from it as well. So you know if it can stand up to A-Ray van, you know that firepower stuff is good because uh, good oh, yeah. right? Yeah, I bought a bunch of firepower chains actually because they're nice. dude, they're they're good and they're cheap. Mm-hmm. So like it's freaking they're the way to go for yeah. sure. Yeah, and they they they're made and by batteries. and they're made by a really good company that you know that they, you guys can use them in supercross because nothing's gnarlier on chains in supercross and these things yeah. are are built to last. So. That's good yeah, to hear. Exactly. I'm glad. To, and, uh, glad yeah, that, I bought batteries to too. Nice. Um, dude, it's, it's like ridiculous how cheap it is and how good quality it is. It's like, yeah, dude, it, it makes sense why their brand is getting so big. It really does. Yeah, for sure. Also, I want to thank the folks at Max's Tires, uh, MXST is developed by McGrath. Uh, Max's Tires used this past summer by Rod Bell and Jeremy Smith and A-Ray over at the SGB Kawasaki team. Max's dot com for more information mountain bike tires uh, i've got a set i just uh, mounted a minion dhf on my front of my uh, taser the other day it works great so thanks to maxis.com as well and of course namira 
and Firepower and Roost MX on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how the series goes, Van. For me, like obviously, it's not it won't be like Salt Lake where we're going to see kind of altitude and the same sort of track most of the times. Uh, I I think you know when we're going to Houston for three, we're going to Indy for three. Not a lot of racing during that week. If you tweak an ankle, you're going to be, you know, dealing with it the two days later, that type of stuff. Like, I think we're going to see some chaos in Supercross. Now, Van, you're a fan of the sport. Uh, so just mm-hmm. in general, like, with these top guys, don't you feel like that we're going to see some chaos? Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, that's definitely going to be going on. Like, just like what you said, tweaking ankle. And and the next race you got is in a couple of days, and your performance is going to be off a little because you're thinking about it, and it's hurting mm-hmm. you a little bit. So. Um, there's no doubt that's going to be happening all around. I think it, I think it'll be interesting to see. And also, I wonder. I don't know. I know Feld has promised some changes with the tracks, but I got to think the Saturday to Tuesday track's going to be basically the same with a, a couple of obstacles different, right? So if you feel yeah. good on it, um, you know, yeah. it should be pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Also, you didn't do Salt Lake, but dude, no track walk. Mm-hmm. You just go to the stands and look at it. <laughs> yeah. I so. guess that saves time, huh? Yeah, it's just it keeps people from bounce, bunching up together, right? So, yeah, you know you love. I know you love your track walk, oh, dude. Social cr- butterfly, dude. Crushing me, crushing me for sure. <laughs> um, hey, Curran Thurman is a guy that you know well. Uh, he was mm-hmm. a pretty good surprise. He was a pretty big surprise last year. How's yeah. uh, how's he doing? No, oh, he's doing good. He's uh, he's actually been lucky enough to be up in dallas and uh, okay. they don't get as they don't get as much rain really um during this time of year well, kind of sometimes but yep for them they got more tr- more supergrass tracks too houston i only have my one track up there they have like three tracks within like 45 minutes so uh-huh. he's been up there staying up there a lot and uh it's been really good for him i wish i could be up there too but um you know i got i got home life with my wife and yeah. my dog I take care of and I got all these kids I gotta train every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so I just can't book it up there for um like a week to go ride. Right. But um, he can. But yeah, but that would be the move, right? If you could do yeah, that for like for a week sure. at a time or whatever. Yeah, he's got it down doing that. So he's he's coming in pretty prepared and starting off on the two fifty on the east. He should be uh Yeah. Yeah, he should be just like last year, hopefully hopefully turning some heads, so Got to keep an eye out for him. Hey, I was watching some highlights from this Kicker Arena Cross thing with Alessi mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. and Peters and stuff. Stank dog. Yeah, you Stank. I saw that with Stank. <laughs> Although, to, yeah. be, to be fair, Mike didn't do anything in my no, eyes. No, no, no. I mean, obviously, nobody likes Mike, and he's got this reputation. <laughs> and he and he's done some dumb stuff, right, to, to, to yeah. over the years. So he doesn't get any of the benefit of the doubt. But, I mean, come on, Stank. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure if Stank watched back that video, he'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my but bad. In the moment, in the moment, he's thinking, Michael Essie, oh, you motherfucker. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, so. hell hath no fury like Stank Dog for sure, right? Um, yeah. But but a guy like yourself, like, have you looked into that? Have you thought about that kind of stuff? Uh, I don't know what the purse is. I heard those guys yeah. crushed it, but there was more uh, team bonuses than anything. But is that kind of stuff that you look at and, and think about, well, maybe I can make more of a living doing that? Yeah, I do. Um, I have looked into it, but also, I've never done arena cross like okay. in my life. And <laughs> really? I honestly, yeah, I find them a little sketchy, dude. I like just just watching them. I don't, I don't know. I just yep. To me, it's like almost not 
really worth it. And you know, I have to drive. They always seem to not be very close to Houston either. Okay. And so I'm like thinking, all right, if I drive, you know, six, six, eight hours, that one would have been like 12 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd have to look at the purse and like think, yeah, yeah. all right, so worst case scenario, I get fifth, right? Yep. Um, cause a bunch of sick dudes show up and, am I going to make enough to cover the trip? And usually it's like, it's a gamble and it's not really going to be worth it when I could just, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I could just stay home, train some kids and make sure. the same amount of money that like the winners can, like if I won, you know, yeah, I'd be yeah. taken home. So it's like safer route and just, I don't know. Yeah. Just I hear smarter, you. Almost. Right. Yeah. No, it's something that I wonder about like a guy like yourself, like you train these kids. It sounds like you're doing really well with that. Uh, but you got to make a living, right? You got your wife and everything else. Yeah. So that that's that's your your deal in life is trying to you know make some money, make it work, right? So you get the night show yeah. and, and you know that kind of stuff. Well, oh, one thing too, Van uh, yeah. Husky contingency not so good, I don't believe. No, yeah, that's yeah, that's, that sucks. And outdoors, it is. Is it okay? Um, yeah, dude. You, I mean, weird. Well, I mean, not great, but just yeah. to make the top forty, you get four hundred bucks. Okay, but you make the top forty in Supercross, and you get nothing. Yeah, like, yeah. Dude, and Cowie's like four hundred bucks or something. Four hundred bucks. For, yeah, for that? yeah. Like, I gotta make the main to get anything. Like yeah. it kind of sucks. But, <laughs> um, but, but that's, yeah. dude. Honestly, that's that's part of the reason I'm still going especially in the 450 class too is because dude i want to make a 450 main so freaking bad dude like like before i'm done i just like yeah it's just been driving me nuts i know it's gonna be super hard to do but um and like i've made 250 mains you know i've already checked that i got a two-digit number i checked that off Mm -hmm. like my my list of things to do um but yeah the 450 main is still killing me and then in 19 um i was i was checking all my boxes off getting closer to being a, like a main event guy and then the last three rounds i missed the main by one spot in every single round and it was like right dude you gotta be kidding me and because dudes were getting hurt too and it was getting a little bit easier to yeah, make it in yeah yeah, um, yeah these, so these first rounds are gonna be insane dude they're insane yeah we, we break them exactly. down you guys like Ari are gonna miss you know what i mean or he's gonna yeah, have to ride his no. balls off you know like yeah um well hey maybe we, we're gonna have the yamaha lcq challenge this year, so, yeah, you know, dude. Keep, keep, I, dude, I was looking at it last year and I was like, dude, if I just would have, yeah, uh, yeah, been there a little bit more, right? <laughs> um, what about the All South team? Tell us a little bit about that. It's cool, dude. It's uh, it's coming together good. The um, so I I know I've, like most people know this, but the owner, his name was John McCullough. He started helping me out. Um, it was almost it was five years ago, and. Uh, I got hurt real bad the year before that um, in 2014. At the end of 2014, I got hurt real bad. I injured my face. I, I like, fractured my skull really bad. I had to yep. have surgery on my face, and, and I broke my back. And I quit racing for a whole year. I worked at Honda Houston, and it went a year later. I was It was driving me crazy watching Supercross and outdoors and working at a shop, being a setup guy and not making any money. and and just watching all these dudes on tv so i just started reaching out and trying to find help and mm-hmm. i found i found john mccullough the owner of um all south sprinkler company team all south and he started helping me for four years and uh it was awesome everything was going great and he wanted to expand the team is getting a little bit better and then in 2019 he passed away and 
then Abby took over his daughter, mm-hmm. which was it's super cool story. Um, she didn't really have to do that, and she just wanted to keep the team going for her dad, and that's why on our graphics, on our front fender, on me, Kern, and Nick Schmidt's bike, it says for Dado because we're really we're just keeping the whole thing going for him, and yeah, and and Abby's doing whatever we need to to keep our dreams going and to get us to the races. So she's uh. Yeah, none of us could do it without her, and she's pretty much. I mean, she's pretty much paying for everything. It's like, it's that, it's awesome, unreal. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's all by herself. I tried to, we tried to get some like team sponsors, and mm-hmm. and I am I am changing quite a bit of stuff compared to my normal, um, just to be more, um, just so we do have some. We're we're gonna be all matching pretty yeah. much. Me, Nick, and Kern, um, everything. Like, literally, we're gonna be looking identical, not like years past so we're just expanding trying to get team sponsors and um i was trying to just work some deals where we could possibly get some money because we got a rig and and all that so um yeah just with covid budgets were kind of cut and it was it was it was tough to get any money so once again abby's kind of just taking it all out of her pocket and i mean it's all because of her and yep and we're just we're doing it for data so yeah we're we're keeping it going no that's awesome Uh, sport needs more people like that for sure you know um that's cool i've heard the story before and uh it's it's really really neat um so that's awesome that's good yeah. Uh, Van Martin here on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast, number 143. Thanks for listening, everybody. First one of 2021. We'll be doing these almost every week with somebody, some deserving privateer. So hopefully that'll work out. Uh, Van, I also want to thank you. You did the Pulp Mix wrap-up show a little while ago. Uh, you were really, really yeah. good on that, man. Thanks for that. appreciate it. Did you listen? I did. You I did. did, yeah, because it was su- you were such a weird guest. I'm like, I gotta listen to, I gotta see how he, this kid does. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what do you think? Dude? Yeah, you were good. Yeah, I like it. Critique me, critique no, me. What did, I, what did you know? Uh, it was so long ago, but I thought you were really good. I meant to send you a text, like, right. like you listened to the show. You had some points. You you knew about the history of the show, the pulp show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like you, this wasn't something new to you. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. So, the nice. uh, you know the host, he was a weak link on that one. The pony, the pony pod, the pony pod, yeah. yeah. But he, but he, but you, you brought him back. Yeah, oh, uh, but good no, to hear, dude. yeah. Thanks for doing that, and uh, and yeah, you listen to the pulp show quite a bit, so that's uh, that's yeah. really cool. Thanks for doing that. Um, it's all, dude. And I texted you, I texted you last week about coming on here, and I totally forgot the show was. Yeah. On. The next day, I was. Yeah. Like, the next day, I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit, dude! He was probably getting ready for the show, and I'm that yeah that asshole that texts you like, hey, no. can you get me on.' <laughs> it happens all the time, dude. Don't worry. All these yeah. idiot friends of mine that have no idea. I've been literally doing this thing for for ten years, eleven years now, and <laughs> nobody knows on Monday night that I'm busy. So don't don't stress. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. Villapoto will call me. Let's just, I'll be my phone will be ringing and it's just him calling me over and over. <laughs> and it's like, bro, you were just here on Monday night and you, you yeah. don't, don't think that you know what I'm doing. So yeah, don't don't stress about that. So. Dude, what about that show with with Ryan and Jay? Dude, uh, I was cracking up, dude. Now, I thought it was so funny. We got some people like Pony Pod wasn't happy with I know, it, you know, dude, and he's, and, he's bummed. and we got other people that didn't like it. Like, where do you stand on that? Dude, I thought it was hilarious. I was dying the whole time. Yeah, I, I, I get the the points of the the slurring and um, all that that Darkside was talking about. Like he was, yeah, Ryan was kind of interrupting a little bit. But to for me, sure, it's just sure. like 
to me it's just straight it's it was so funny and yep. um you just got to know that he's drunk and that he just yeah. doesn't really care and, and, and Weimer like, can't get a question out he just can't it's impossible yeah, dude he's like <laughs> stuttering and he's trying to there's like a 30 second pause where he's trying to think of somebody's name or something like that and yeah and yeah he's just trying to figure out how to put this question together <laughs> just try to just communicate in his head yeah. get the words out yeah, yeah. It was, no, dude it was cracking me up right no it's good to have that you know what i mean um so i thought it was fine and it wasn't a perfect show no because of those guys but it, overall it was good so dude uh, what about yeah. what about ryan after that when dark side hung up he was like who the fuck is that guy or something he was just like talking shit about dark side as like but you got to give Darkseid some credit because, like, yeah. mo- no, most people aren't going to call in with Villapoto there and say this show kind of sucks, right? Yeah. Like, like I mean, I don't agree with what he was saying, but you got to give him some credit for calling in and being like, yeah, you know, right in front of the guests saying that the show isn't that good. <laughs> yeah, it was ballsy, dude. Very ballsy, ballsy, very ballsy. Uh, you know. So, anyways, but uh, no, it was good, and and the show is, uh, you know, you just never know where it's going to turn. That's what I think people like about it. Like I don't know yeah. where it's gonna go, right? So yeah, I don't know. But you're done. You're done after this year. My last year. Yeah, yeah. hanging it up. I'm hanging it up, yeah. bro. Um, we're gonna do a, a pulp show on the road too, so I we'll have to get you in on one of those at the different races. So uh, yeah. we'll figure that out at some point as well. And and if you're coming back for SLC and and good, maybe you'll stop in Vegas for a Monday night or something. Yeah, yeah, dude, that'd be super. Rad. Yeah, come on in and I'll sit down. down. Sit in the lines den here and, and host. So. Uh, yeah. How far back did you start listening to it? Was it Watson days? No, dude. It was honestly like right when I turned pro in like 13. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like super long ago, but I had no clue. I didn't even listen to podcasts before that because I was like, right. Um, I wasn't really driving for long. And I just listened to music and then I found out podcasts were an actual thing. And um, yeah, someone, I, I forgot, a fan actually brought it up to me. Okay. They were like, y- yep. y'all mentioned my name or something. I'm like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> and and then, yeah. Probably was, fantasy. Like, we fantasy always – Van Martin and fantasy. Like, we're like, ah, what about Van Martin? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, because like, for motocross anyways, a lot of times you're up there. So um, it could be something like that. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts, like non-moto ones or – uh, not really. I no. really don't have time. Yeah. Like, dude, like I, I listen to the Pulp Show. Like, so it's over on Monday nights, right? Yep. And I drive. So I drive 45 minutes to every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. um, there and back. And I just listen while I'm on the road. Only. Yeah, yeah. Like it's designated yeah. to just like right. while I'm driving. And I try to make it through, like have it make me through like almost the whole week. And then I'm like, right. All right, good. Then I'm ready for next week. You know, like, yeah, it ends well, up working out. Make sure you. I mean, you you gotta you gotta throw in a. Uh, you mentioned you listen to the Pony Pod. You gotta throw that in there because oh he's yeah, gonna, yeah, he's yeah, probably yeah, gonna yeah. listen and get all mad. So yeah, 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 yeah. Pony Pod. No, I do listen to those too sometimes when I have time. Um, no, that's good. Good to good to hear. And um, main event. Uh, uh, Daniel, you know that guy, Schmanuel Schmer. Schmanuel Schmer. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not familiar I, with crappy it. Crappy host, but I I listen to that. <laughs> Thank you. But, um, hey, I don't know how much you follow mainstream sports at all, um, but obviously, and I, and I don't want to get this into a political discussion, but this COVID thing, like, it seems real, and, and, and or not, it is real, but it seems uh, to be affecting these, I mean, just tonight, the football game tonight, the coach and the, can't be there, and some other coaches can't be on the sideline. 
I feel like, Van, we're going to have some positive tests from riders or crew members, right, and people being held out mm-hmm. over contact tracing. Uh, how much, How worried are you about that, if at all? Dude, I'm, yeah, I'm honestly kind of worried because I don't, I don't know if I've had it or not yet. I've been right. tested a couple of times um, for that when I was going through surgery and stuff. And, um, but I mean, they say you can catch it again, so it mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. But, yeah, um, yeah I'm honestly kind of worried. And like, dude, like a, a few weeks ago, one of the kids I trained had it. And, um, so all the other kids had to get tested, but I, I wasn't like close to him or anything. And so it was like, yep. dude, I'm like, holy crap. I can, I'm like coaching all these kids all the time. I'm seeing a bunch of different people. So now I'm thinking about, man, I gotta be a little careful too. Cause I don't want to get COVID and messing around, you know, yeah. like yeah. that could, it could be so easily. I see like, dude, it would suck, but I could see like a, a key guy getting COVID just for some stupid yeah, you know, yeah. like oh, I could, yeah. I could definitely see it happening. No, for sure. You go out to a bar or something or a restaurant, and you catch it that way, and then you're in contact with your rider because you were a mechanic, and then they got to sit everybody out for this contract tracing stuff. And uh, yeah, man, I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be a real thing that we got to think about, anyways. You know what I mean? Out there on the trail, so um, or out there on the track, yeah. I should say, or whether you're on, on the trail, on the trail. Uh, I got mountain bike on the mind. I'm thinking of my ride yeah. in the morning. Um, oh, it'll be interesting though. Like, yeah, well, you know, we've seen some big name NFL players and baseball players and all that stuff mm-hmm. miss time because of this. And we were tested once at Salt Lake at the very beginning. Uh, this is going to be two tests a week, uh, like one for every seven days. So we'll get tested mm-hmm. before Houston one and two, and then tested before Houston three, and so on and so forth. And I gotta think that this is going to come up along the way somewhere. For sure. Yeah. Like, it has to. Like, you look at, yeah, just like you said, the mainstream sports and so many, like, teams and stuff and, like, people that are getting it. And it's just, yeah. like, they're in the same boat as us. And, like, it the, the race isn't going to stop just because one dude got it, you know? Like, right. But some people, like, think that way. I don't know. No, for sure. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll see what happens with it. So, uh, FXR – FXR Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Privateer Island Life with Van Martin, Firepower, Namira, Maxis, Roost, all on board with us. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for taking the time tonight. I know it's late where you are. Uh, I appreciate you no knocking problem. it out for me uh, this one, and uh, and I want to get it done before I get out of out of here for Houston. So we will see you there this weekend. Good luck with everything. I'm, I'm glad your knee's thanks. back. Uh, you're a privateer guy that I think a lot of people would, would enjoy cheering for, and uh, hopefully uh, you and the All-South team uh, end up doing pretty well. Thanks for the time, Van. Thanks. Hey, can I just talk about one more thing? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, what? So yeah, I was I was mentioning how I was training kids every Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday. Um, I didn't really touch on where. Like I said, I had some cool things in the works, right, and uh, big things in yeah. the future. But um, I've been actually working with. I know you don't really keep up with MotoGP, but are you familiar with uh, Colin Edwards? Of course. Come on, bro. Yeah. Come okay. on. I was, Colin I was Edwards. The Texas Tornado. The Texas Tornado, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, just yeah. Heard you, re- I just heard you rip on uh, JT for right. MotoGP talk sometimes. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so Colin lives 45 minutes from me, um, and his son got into racing moto about six months ago. He was on the on the street and uh, dirt track side of things. And he always had, he always rode motor. They had a little corner track and at, at his facility at Texas tornado boot camp. And, uh, 
so his son got into racing mode about six months ago and i started training him and dude the kid's got serious talent and he's he's improving so quick and right oh that's um, awesome yeah so colin a few months ago or no it hasn't even been a month yet um colin went out and dude he he's going for it he's full motor dad and no way really dude he went out we had the sickest track dude like i've been posting on my instagram and uh yeah, he built it up. It's like a dream tracks, you know, it's got yep. huge jumps and oh, nice. it's, it's rutted, it's rough, and we got like ten kids that are serious amateur national, like like rippers and uh yeah, it's just been I've been working with Colin Edwards and we're at Texas Tornado Boot Camp and it's something that um if any amateur kids are looking for a place to train in Texas, we're going three days a week right now and um yeah, it's nice. it's it's picking up some serious heat and um yeah it's it's really it's really fun i enjoy it uh that's awesome no that's good i'm glad to glad to see that colin's still back i think i met him i think he rode for yamaha and i met him one time when oh, i really? when yeah. i was at yamaha as a mechanic i believe uh i don't know for sure or he came by because he was part of like the yamaha champions or something did he ever win on a yamaha yeah. i think he did yeah 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 right so he came by for like a you know, wall night of champions or something like that. I met him. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure he's a nice guy. So super nice. Dude. Um, so down to earth. Yeah. Like we'll do. He's the nicest dude. Like one of the nicest dudes ever. Dude, guys like him and Rainey and and Lawson and those guys that they Duhan and those dudes. They they were 500 cc two strokes. They were, they were man. They were real. Yeah. Man back then. Yeah, and he told me about like his Loretta stories and like I had no clue he was like that. He was in moto for a long time. Yeah, too, before yeah. He before he up. was. Yep, for sure. Yeah. So. Uh, no, awesome. That works out, man. Uh, well, thanks for the time again, Van. I uh, appreciate it. Good luck. I'm sure. I'm sure I'll see you. Let's try to, let's try to pedal when I'm out there. I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah. So, um, no, I will. We will. I'm going to stay. I'm staying up, um, like North Houston. I think I'm like 40 okay. minutes from the stadium. I don't even know, but I think really? I think that's north. So is Dude, that okay? Are you up yeah, there? I don't even know. Yeah, kind of. I mean, that's that's okay. probably by Collins. That's probably really close to Collins. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah. Thomas, Thomas Victor from Enfab. Yo, are you close to Three Palms then? I'm close to Thomas from Enfab. That's oh, all. Okay, so you're by Three Palms. All right, if you're by Tom, yeah, he's in Spring, and okay. that's right by Conroe. And, all right. Yeah. Well, that's where I am. So. Yeah, Tom's a good dude, dude. He helped me out for a long time. Oh yeah, no, he's he's a great yeah. guy for for sure. And yeah. even though like he doesn't sponsor my shows or anything else, we still we still talk <laughs> every few weeks. You know what I mean? So like yeah. we're still in touch. He's he's a, definitely a real friend I've made. So um, that's yeah. awesome, man. Well, thanks very much. I appreciate it, Van, and uh, thanks for the time on the podcast. All right, thanks for having me on, buddy. Appreciate it.